Today on Epic Radio, the panel discussed the dignity of human life, specifically with the case of Charlie Garvin. Epic Radio begins right after this. Have you ever dreamed about having a podcast made about your family, about someone you love, or an amazing figure whose story must be preserved for future generations? Now you can do just that with Family Sounds. Their team of podcast producers is using personal and oral history to create high-quality audio documentaries about families and real-life heroes. They will transform your history into an engaging story that can be enjoyed and shared for years to come. For more information about Family Sounds, visit epicdmr.org slash familysounds. Keep a close eye on epicdmr.org this week for the first of our new podcast exclusives. Matthew Pope will be interviewing Maria Abbey, a popular Catholic blogger from Charlotte. She'll be telling us about her testimony to her faith and her struggle with eating disorders in high school. This exclusive interview will be available Thursday. Visit epicdmr.org and click on Podcast Exclusives. Radio, a new show for young people. I'm Blair Sealinger, and I'm excited to spend the next 15 minutes with you discussing today's topic, the dignity of human life. As we've said in previous shows, the name EPIC is actually an acronym, Every Person in Christ, and reflects our mission of knowing the truth and having the passion to live it out. During our show, we will explore how to approach the challenges we face in our everyday lives by discussing various topics that are relevant to young people. Please be sure to visit our website, epicdmr.org, and send us a topic you would like discussed. Or you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, or listen to our podcast on our website. Our show is driven by you, and we want to be talking about the things that you face and that affect your everyday life. All right, so let's introduce our participants today. As I said, I'm Blair Sealinger. I'm Matthew Handley. I'm Sean Keeley. I'm Gloria DeMora. I'm Charles Lucas. I'm Matthew Pope. I'm Brianna DeMora. I'm Kayla Maloney. Great. Thank you all for joining us. Um, so today's topic is actually a write-in from um, one of our listeners in Wake Forest. And um, I will go ahead and read that question. So it's actually phrased as a comment, but I'll just read it out. Um, the listener has recently found out that Belmont Abbey has a home for unwed mothers who would like to pursue a college education. It's called Miravia. Through generous donations, they're able to provide housing, full scholarships, and childcare. What an incredible witness towards the dignity of life and caring for both the mother and the baby. Young people will have friends who find themselves with an unplanned pregnancy. Equipping them with hope-filled positive information and support may mean the difference between life and death for the child. So that's why we're having this conversation today. So I think something that, Gloria, you had mentioned is this has kind of been in the news a little bit um, in a way. Yeah, so it's a really relevant topic in today's world. Um, Charlie Gard, a lot of people who are listening to this by now should know this story and it's probably been in the news for a couple of weeks now, um, has been fighting, his parents have been fighting to care for his life. He has this type of disorder, um, it's a genetic disorder that is 
he's not functioning, I believe, on other than like brain activity wise, like he has to be on a breather. And so a lot of people in the country that he's from wanted to end his life versus look at experimental research because they didn't want to prolong his suffering is what they kept saying. So it went through court and now thankfully um, US, the U.S. got involved and he's coming to the U.S. now for experimental treatment. Um, so the question that was raised a lot is what is, what's the dignity of life? Like where do we, the question that's always raised um, in pro-life or abortion topics is where, where do we draw the line? So I think it's very relevant in today's times and I would like to hear like other people's perspectives on well, what just what does the dignity of life mean? I mean, if we're being honest, um, dignity is ascribed to personhood. So it's realizing that a fetus, a child, and is a fetus is actually a child uh, in the womb of a mother. It has a soul. It has characteristics. Uh, it has personality. It has traits that resemble us as humans more developed, obviously. Um, but at the root of it, it's, it's the actual, um, definition of what a person is. And so it's a living, thriving human being, um, that's, was conceived and is now progressing towards birth, towards delivery. Well, you see, uh, especially in pro-life discussions, the phrase from conception to natural death and... And I think that's important um, to remember, like, the, from the moment of conception to natural death, we're always, you know, we still have a certain dignity, a certain worth, and that nobody can replace that worth. Like, you are an individual being. From the moment you were created, there's no one else like you out there. You're you. You're made in the image and likeness of God, and that's, there's nothing more powerful than that. And I think that's something that is very much uh, not... Um, spoken about in our popular media and in our culture and I think um, what the question that our listener raises is how can we help people really to find resources that do support this and that really um, help out women and men who might find themselves in that situation I think around I don't know from our um, co-host today but at least in school it's a very hot topic situation and a lot of times they either discourage conversation about it completely or when they do open it up, it's very tightly wound of, like, you can only say this or you can only say that. So I want to, like, hear what you guys in school experience when talking about this. What's been the experience for you guys? Well, I can say, I can speak for college mm -hmm. that um, during orientation and any experience that you might have with a women's center on campus, which are very good resources. However, they are also very liberal. Um, they tend to be very liberal. And so if you seek guidance from those sources, they might point you in a direction um, that is not um, with the Catholic teaching. So that's something to be aware of. While I, you know, nothing against these sources because they do provide a lot of help and support for women. Um, if you have a different mindset and different beliefs, that might not um, mesh well with that. And so it's important that we equip ourselves with knowledge of, okay, what resources are in the area? Um, so I wonder how can we go about doing that? Equipping ourselves with knowledge to share with other um, peers. Well, it's always 
come at the situation with facts, not um, something you heard from just. Uh, so you uh, make sure to give them the facts and make sure to back up those facts with other facts. Mm-hmm. I think also getting out there and spreading the word is the best way. Something like Ignited by Truth or Love My Life Youth Rally. We already have those things, and if we can make them bigger and get the word out there and get more people there, that would probably inform a lot of people who don't already know these things. Yeah, I mean, like, as our listener said today, like, I didn't know that Miravia existed. I had no idea that there's, like, places out there that will help women and pay for their college and take care of their kids. And when I talked to this listener, um, they had mentioned that the nuns take care of the children while the moms are in class at Velma Abbey. So, like, they're nurturing them, and they're still, like, guiding them and, and feeding them and, and playing with them, you know, and taking care of them until, like, the mother comes back and has time, you know, to study. So, like, there's all these wonderful resources out there. I just don't think that they're publicized as much. And it's not, like, you have to kind of research it for yourself and go out and see what well, what kind of options are there out there. And I think if you're in that stressful situation, like you have an unplanned pregnancy, that's probably not, I mean, you're stressed in general, so it might be great to have a friend to say, hey, you know what, I can look into this for you just so you know all your options, so you don't feel like you're in a corner. Uh, I know we have a lot of men here today, and it's often um, not discussed the man's role in um, the choice of to keep the baby or not. Um, and I wonder if anybody can speak to how uh, maybe men can support each other and talk about. I feel like I know from college experience, we had co-ed organizations that were pro-life based. And that was good for the participation, at least, because it showed that men and women can both be pro-life advocates. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, at you know some of the abortion clinics in the Charlotte area, you were having both guys and girls praying on the sidewalk, for instance. Uh, of course, you had priests, so they're the male figures there, too, that are praying the rosary um, or just meditating and, and silently praying. Um, but as far as, like, men being involved into the pro-life movement, I feel like they have an adequate role. Um, obviously, we had talked before about their, their role in procreation, even. Mm-hmm. And so that, that seems like that gives them somewhat of a say. And... Along with men being defenders, especially um, for women, being defenders of women. Um, and John Paul II said, you know, to every... Um, oh, I'm missing the quote. Um, to every woman, there's described a certain, a certain level of dignity that the man's supposed to protect. Mm-hmm. And so in, even in this debate, in this, in this fight, if you will, uh, men have a valuable opinion. Um, because mm-hmm. men can be, I mean, there's single fathers that care for kids or children mm-hmm. uh, that provide, they're providers, uh, they're supposedly breadwinners. And so in this sense, um, their, their integrity is included just as the woman's dignity is. Well, I wonder what, um, some men could say to each other, like say you have a friend that comes to you and is like, Hey, my girlfriend's pregnant, but I told her like, it's totally her decision. You know, like she... You do whatever you want to do with your body, which you hear a lot um, around this topic. It's the woman's body, you know, you do you. I mean, how can you be a good friend to this guy who maybe is caught in that uh, mindset of thinking, where he thinks he's helping her by letting her decide? 
You'd have to have a serious discussion with that friend because he's just as responsible for that child as his girlfriend is. So it's both their, his and hers decision that they need to come to accordingly. Now, whether or not they come to the right decision is a different matter. However, they both need to have that discussion rather than just one. I think also culture and society portrays men as being totally indifferent to the whole issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the idea that, that men just use women for gain and then the product is just kind of discarded. So it doesn't matter. Uh, they've moved on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was a friend of mine that I had. Um, he was in church leadership. And he would often tell me that, you know, 20, 30 years before when he was in college, um, he found out his girlfriend was pregnant. He drove her to the abortion clinic and kind of mm-hmm. almost advised her to get an abortion, kind of just aided her in that decision. And that haunts him still to this day. And so it shows that even men can obviously have emotions and feelings toward this issue. Uh, they will regret, you know, encouraging a woman to, to seek an abortion. Yeah, and I think that touches on, like, what we had talked about earlier and that the visibility of resources for pro-life choices and that, um, you know, maybe your friend isn't going to be looking into this stuff, but as a friend, you could do that. You could mm-hmm. look into... What, what's here? What does Raleigh offer wherever you're going to school? What does this area offer? Before the situation even comes up, I mean, to equip yourself with knowledge is really powerful and can really make a huge difference in someone's life. And if you ever have any questions, you could always go to your local parish or your Catholic mm-hmm. center on campus. They should be more than happy to help. They're not them. Might be some issues there. But always, <laughs> your, always go to your local parish or your local priest. They're, they'll be willing to help you. It, it also feels almost as if pro-choice people are drowning us out a little bit, where we, you have to go to your parish to get the information, whereas just sitting there, you can already have the information about abortion. All you have to do is Google Planned Parenthood. So I feel as if getting the word out there and making our voice louder would also be really helpful to women who are in this situation. And I think it's important to keep in mind that there's hope. Like, a lot of times there's preached fear. Like, well, what will happen if you won't be able to live a normal life? And I think it's important to give hope to the situation is that you'll be just as normal as everybody else. Mm -hmm. But this is not, this isn't a curse. This is a blessing. It can be a blessing in disguise. Um, circling back again to Charlie Gard, like their parents were were willing to fight for them and they have a powerful witness of saying, look, we care enough for our child that we really want to save them. Would it be easier to like just say negate the expenses of of doing this and and the time put into this and our jobs? Yes, like go back to our job. It would certainly be easier. Would it be right? No, Um, not necessarily. And would it be... A harder choice, yes. Like, but there's people there who will walk with you through that choice and will help and guide you. It's not going to be like you won't be able to do it. There are resources out there, and it's important to give that person hope and give that person um, support. And here's these resources that can help you. Right. Also, when people are, they find themselves in the situation, they often forget that. God has a plan for them, too, and everything happens for a reason. They're just so caught up in their situation that they don't realize that this is not, you're not alone in this. You still have God, and God is going to be with you every step of the way, and he has things on this earth that will help you with that, too. And I think the other side is that a lot of people will 
put shame into this. Like, you're shamed. Mm-hmm. Even after, like, if you have had an abortion, people will a lot of the times will shame you. And it's important to know that God still loves you. Mm-hmm. God's not going anywhere, and he's going to be with you through this. Um, and that there's other programs for healing from people who've had abortions or even for men, I know that there's programs out there for them as well um, that they have at parishes, and that's not spoken about as much as I think it should be. Yeah, I think the crucial thing is that the pro-life message isn't separated from the gospel. You know, those things are united. Um, I mean, it's Christ being a child coming into the world and then giving his life for us. I mean, if that isn't pro-life, I don't know what it is. But going off of being... Um, being advocates for life and being loud, you know, we have to be more vocal than per choice. We have to continue to, to, there's even, like, for instance, like Susan B. Anthony's list goes door to door. And they do surveys on how pro-life the, the particular person living in that home is. Um, and those are objective questions. But that's where you start because that's how you start planting that thought process in their head about pro-life, about the issue. Because some never think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And don't be afraid to say um, no to abortion because I know nowadays a lot of people will be like, yes, just you know, get it out of the way, just um, just get an abortion, then you don't have to worry about any of the expenses or any of the problems later on. Don't be afraid to say no to that because you do have a choice to say yes. And I think it's good to point back to Mary and her ultimate yes of not knowing what's going to happen and using her as a model. Exactly. And I know for me it was very encouraging to hear that our country was happy to bring um, Charlie Gard here to treat him. So I, I know it can feel like we live in this very pro-choice world, and in many ways we do, but there's also a lot of um, pro-life yes. supporters here in our and country as well. Right. Uh, going off of that, it's not necessarily that we're a minority either. It's just that our society is growing into such a pro-life society. Mm-hmm. Not everybody, or pro-choice society, not everybody is pro-choice. But the voice is certainly a bit louder than than ours. On on the note of Charlie Gerber, quick, if he survives, that will seriously damage some of the credibility of a lot of the physician-assisted suicide arguments. I think so. Okay, so thank you all for tuning in today. Um, Remember to send us your questions. We love these topics. They bring up so much um, fruitful conversations, and we just look forward to having more of these with you. Um, You can send the questions to our website, epicdmr.org. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Um, Before we uh, finish, let's close in prayer. Uh, Matthew? Yeah. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Dear Lord, we pray that you protect uh, infants, protect all children, bless your little ones. And we ask that uh, for Charlie Gard as well, that you would... um, see that situation through in your will, and that with our voices, uh, we would help the pro-life movement, the pro-life message, and um, and help hearts be convinced uh, of the dignity of every human child. And we pray and say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and the hour of our death. Amen. Saint Dominic Xavier. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
can support Epic Radio by signing up for a free Audible.com trial. Audible.com has over 180,000 audiobooks for you to download and listen to on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, including St. John Paul II's Prayers and Meditations and Pope Benedict XVI's Jesus of Nazareth. For your 30-day free trial and your free audiobook download, visit audibletrial.com slash epicradio. That's audibletrial.com slash epicradio. Thank you for your support.